Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. Coming to you live from the studios here at Grace FM Colorado in Aurora, Colorado, Ministry of Calvary Church. I'm filling in today this afternoon uh, on this Friday afternoon. You might hear this on another date. We try not to date the programs because sometimes they are played as, uh, what do you call them, encores uh, because of travel schedule and such. But more and more, um, I have the privilege of being in town and being able to minister to you and taking your call. So give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the number, 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand. Taking your calls and your questions, you can text me directly seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. That's a dedicated text line already. Texts are coming through, so while we're waiting uh, for you to call in, I want to pray for Yvonne here. Her husband uh, has been hit with dementia and a lot of medical problems. Uh, they're both in their seventies, and it's very challenging. Father, we pray for Yvonne and her husband, for all the challenges that they're facing, God, of uh, dementia and age and health. We pray for a supernatural strength to fill them, bring healing, arrest, Lord, or stop or remove the development of dementia, that, God, there might be strength in these latter years where you would be glorified in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You can always text me, 720-336-0897. That's where that prayer request came through. Uh, And you can call me, 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. Lines are wide open. And the way that it works on a program like this is call earlier in the program as we're starting because typically as the program proceeds, the lines get full and they stay that way for the remainder of the program. So give me a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000 is the number. Got a couple open lines and you can text me at any time. 720-336-0897. If we don't address it on the air, that's okay. Keep trying. But we always pass on the prayer requests to the best of our ability. Uh, so they get passed on to prayer teams and staff here at the church. All right, let's go right to the phone lines. We're heading over to Amarillo, Texas on Radio by Grace Network. Tony, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you. Uh, quick question for you. A uh, new Christian, someone who's a new believer, which Bible version would be the best to give them as a gift? I think the King James is a little hard for them to understand. Is Which would you recommend as far as the version of the Bible? 
I'd recommend that you give them a New Living Translation, NLT. Uh, it is faithful to the text, but it's very readable uh, and that they don't take uh, liberties um, like maybe a paraphrase might. As a matter of fact, there is a New Believer Bible that Greg Laurie has uh, put out. I don't know if it's only exclusive from his ministry or you can get it on wherever you get your you know books, wherever you order your books. But Greg Laurie put out a New Believer Bible for uh, in the NLT version. I saw it at a church I was teaching at recently. Um, that's what they gave to New Believers uh, was that New Believer NLT. All right, NLT. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. I actually was, while we're waiting for some calls here, I was actually for a while there praying about switching over to teach from the NLT, and I tested it on a Wednesday night on our study through the book of Daniel. And while I was appreciated the language, the change of language, I appreciated the, the fresher translation. I appreciated the, you know, the turn of phrases. I went back to the New King James, probably and primarily because I'm comfortable with it. I'm used to it 30 years, um, but I use the NLT when I'm studying. I use the ESV. I use the NIV. I use the message version. Uh, it's a it's a paraphrase, and I realize it it is what it is. Uh, but I use that. I also use original language tools on my Bible program um, when I'm studying. And I I like to do my devos in the NLT because it makes me think, and I'm not just uh, reading through like I normally do. But it makes me pause and think. And I actually have an NLT and a New King James open together parallel. Here's a prayer request for Zach. Car accident last week, suffered a broken hip. Father, I pray right now for Zach uh, that he would not have permanent nerve damage. Of course, we pray according to your will. We trust you with Zach, but we also bring our desires to you. We pray that you would heal them. We're like the friends of the man that they brought and brought through the roof before you. They wanted him healed. You did so much more, but their desire was healing, and that's our desire. I pray for Zach and his wife. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give me a call. Open lines. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Let's come back to the phone lines here in Colorado and Greeley. Pat, welcome to the program. Hey, Ed. Hey. It's been a while, it's been a while since I've spoken to you. How have you been? I've been well. How have you been? Been good. You're doing Good. a lot of great things in your ministry. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Hey, Ed, I just wanted your your input. I was listening to Nick Cady this morning uh, in his spot on uh, the morning spot. I think it's yes. 930. Yes. And he was talking about um, Romans 12, uh, and he was indicating uh, that the gospel is a way of life. It's uh, how you live your life and how you look at others and how others perceive you. Uh, but I always thought the gospel was a proclamation, not a way of life. It's a statement of what Christ did on the cross, why we need to accept them to have a relationship with God. So more than a way of life, a proclamation. Uh, what do you, how do you view it? I view it the way that you described it. I believe the gospel is a proclamation. It's a message, uh, primarily. The gospel is the good news. That's what the word means. It's the good news 
that uh, you and I can have our sins forgiven. I don't know how long it's been in the last, I don't know, uh, 10, 15, 20 years. The word gospel has been used uh, in different ways to describe like what you heard on the radio today. Uh, It's been described, it's been used to describe different things uh, that, are more than just the proclamation. And could you say that the gospel would lead to a gospel life? I think you could say that because you could say that your whole life is informed by the gospel. Um, But I prefer to use the word grace. I prefer to use the word uh, that we live in the grace of God, by the grace of God, for the grace of God. I've never been comfortable. And I I don't know if it was the gospel coalition that started this. I don't know what group started using gospel as a synonym for uh, different words in the Bible. Uh, Just, you know, like we we need to, I'm I'm trying to think of an example because this is pretty common. It's actually pretty um, used quite a bit by a segment of the church where grace would be used previously. And now they use the word gospel, uh, gospel life, um, gospel um, decisions, gospel, they, it, it, it's synonymous for, they use it synonymously for Jesus. And I'd rather use grace and Jesus in those places than gospel. It's, it's uncomfortable for me to use it that way. And then, you know, authors start picking up on it and then it becomes very repetitive. But I actually agree with you uh, more than uh, what Nick was teaching. I didn't hear the teaching, but I agree with you that the gospel is a message uh, it's not a life. Right. The life is, is through the grace of God and the Holy Spirit, the regeneration, the sanctification of your yes. walk. That's the life. And how yes. do you get that? Through God's through Word yes. and the obedience to it. Yeah, that's but it's not a popular. The gospel, that's God's Word. Super popular these days. Um, and again, it's from a different stream of thinking. Um, I don't think it's necessarily inaccurate if you unpack it and say that, hey, you were saved for the gospel, and now your whole life is summed up in that message, right? But I think that it's not merely the message that that changes us. It's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It's the person of Jesus Christ. I think that sometimes the word gospel is used even to describe that, and I just don't use it that way. No, the gospel opens the door. Yeah, and then I agree that, with you. you know, that's your proclamation. I mean, yep. I really love Nick. Nick. Uh, of course, yeah, he's good so good, and uh, I hope I didn't misunderstand what he was saying. I don't want to misrepresent him. No, but I don't think anyway. so. And he's legit. I mean, even if uh, even if he was on and he could explain what he was meaning by that, it would give more clarity to that. But the 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 reality is, is that word as of late has been used as a substitute of other words that we have used. And I just prefer to use Bible language. You know, I personally like to use the Bible language that's appropriate for the situation to the best of my ability, and I don't use gospel loosely like that. Well, Ed, thank you. As always, it's a pleasure to speak with you, and my continue uh, uh, prayers for you uh, and your ministry. Yeah, thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right, let's head over to Wisconsin now. Charles is on the line. Charles, welcome to the program. How are you doing today, sir? Good, how are you? Doing fine. I was just wondering, we've been 
in our church have been talking about this for a while. We were wondering because we've always been told that uh, that you know, flood that God put on earth was uh, global. If that is true, where did the other races come from? Seeing how that Noah, his wife, sons, and daughters were all the same ethnicity. Yeah, I think you. I think it's important that we define our that we define our terms properly, right? Because there is one race. There's not more than one race. There's only one. It's the human race, and the way that the word has been used as of late, it's been used to classify people, you know, almost based on their physical characteristics, um, and you know, evolutionary thought and teachings would base um, so-called races from different ancestors separated by location and time. But biblical history, you know, based on what the Bible says, we are all one race. Or like my friend Ken Ham says, he wrote a wonderful book on that. I think he called it One Blood, um, that we are all one race, uh, the human race. And so you have different ethnicities, you have different geographic, um, you have different geographic locations, you have different children uh, of Noah, that would then perpetuate um, different um, offspring in different parts of the of, of the world. But when we use the word race, biblically, we, there's only one. It's the human race. Okay, so basically I was just wondering because I just, I was always told that we were not all come from one person, that we descend yeah. from different people. Yeah, I mean, we did all come from one person. I mean, even scientific uh, scientific um, research today would, from the genome project, would show that we we can trace we, we can trace today you and I are you and I being related to one another all the way back to Adam and Eve. And of course, you're dating it after the worldwide flood, but we go we would go back to Adam and Eve through Noah and his wife. Um, and I think that it's important. That when when we ask these questions and answer them, we go right back to what does the Bible say first, and then work our way back from that. And the significance is there are differences. There are differences of languages. There's differences in skin pigmentation. There are differences that are unique to geographic locations. But when it comes to race, there's only one, and you and I are very much the same in our humanity. So I appreciate your call. God bless you out in Wisconsin. 303-690-3000 is the number, 303. And by the way, if you want, I forgot to mention, I'm sorry, Charles, but answersingenesis.org, answersingenesis.org, they spend their entire life and ministry answering questions like this, and the resources there are phenomenal. Answersingenesis.org. Uh, and I know that the resources there will give you more than enough to study and grow in grace. All right, let's come back to Aurora, Colorado. Todd, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed. Hey, Todd. Um, thank, thank you for taking my call. Yesterday, um, you ended up praying with a, a young lady. I, I can't remember, but she was asking about um, having you know, amending that relationship with her mother or some family member. And, um, you know, after a long duration of, you know, not talking to a family member or a parent, um, you know, due to uh, 
you know, some uh, rough circumstances in their life. Sure. And um, I just wanted to comment on that because um, my dad, he had um, physically abused me when I was really young in a violent way. And, you know, I forgave him. I forgave him. And, you know, over a period of time, we just had to be civil with each other. Sure. And get get to know each other and, you know, try to make those amends okay. and have an open conversation. Sure. And I just wanted to um, share that experience. But then, you know, my dad became involved with my grandchildren. You know, I have six or five granddaughters and one grandson, and I'm uh, going to be um, celebrating my 40th wedding anniversary this year, and I have three daughters in their 30s. And, you know, I put myself through college. I didn't go to drugs or alcohol or anything. I had the grace of God with me, you know, since I was a little boy. Um, you know, there was at a time where I thought I was, I actually was going to die. And I, I was on my knees and I asked the Lord, you know, am I, are you going to take me or do you have another path for me in life? But anyway, um, I'm going to, and I'm still here and, yes. you know, I've had a good life Yes. and God, Lord's been with me, yes. but I'm going back to the situation with my dad. You know, a couple of years ago, he came back to my house, and he was coming to my door, and he was taught, and how did you, how did you get to where you were at with your life? And I told him it was the grace of God and the Father in heaven being with me as he has a father. You are my father here on earth, and you have a father up in heaven. And I had a conversation with my dad about that, and um, he, I told him that, you know, reaffirming him that I forgave him of all the wrongdoings that he had with me and our relationship and, you know, the divorce when we were, you know, when they were, when I was younger, and he started weeping. Wow. And I comforted him. That's we good. spent four hours on the sofa talking well hey todd todd we've got some calls waiting so let's go ahead and turn the corner and what how would the lord use all that to encourage or what 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 would you like to conclude with what i was just saying be humble have Mm. humility and have compassion like what jesus would do no matter what stripes you get or what suffering you get Mm. you still can make amendments and have forgiveness as jesus did for us was there a season, Todd, like we were talking yesterday, was there a season in your life where you did, you wanted those boundaries and you had them and then God changed that over time? Was Did you have a season like that? Yes, I did. I had, you know, there was boundaries because I was trying to protect my wife, my my grandchildren, yes. and, and, you know, my children, yep. and that trust and those boundaries they had to be um had to be respected yes and good. especially in my household yep because it was my house 
my house was the house of God. Yes. And we, I made sure that that was very clear and that understandable, and he had to respect those boundaries. Good. In order I'm glad to you have. Did. I think it was protective too, you know, not only um, being in the house of God, but you were w- walking in wisdom as hard as it was uh, and walking in a sense of that role that you have as the priest of your home to protect and guard the innocent. Um, but you're right. There, there are also times where God in his perfect timing brings everything together so that you can, can take the steps of reconciliation and we have to enter in hum- humble, broken and dependent upon the Lord. I agree. Thanks, my brother. God bless you. See you this weekend. 303-690-3000. Let's stay on the phone lines and go to Texas now. Chris, welcome to the program. Yes, sir. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm too blessed to be stressed, sir. (laughs) Great. What can I do for you? Yes, sir. I have a, it's kind of a two-part question, and I feel like a lot of the world has the same question. But the first part of the question is, does Satan or does he have the ability to attack us through our sin in our dreams? And no. if so, no. how do we prepare for that? The answer is no. So there's nothing to prepare for. Okay. So when you, we have dreams that seem to have a simple nature or a simple thought in them, is that just us in our unconscious mind, or... Yeah, I'm not sure. It is. It is us. I, I would take away the word just and 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 talk about this for a second. You know, dreams can be used as a means of communication by God. Uh, the Bible promises that in Acts chapter 2, that in the last days, uh, the dreams can come and visions. God uses them. They're, they're not extra biblical. They're not more than what the Bible has, but there may be the use. It's very rare in the scriptures, but God certainly does use them and has used them. There's no indication whatsoever anywhere in the Bible that the devil can use them. There's, I believe, biblically, and I know there's debate on this, but I believe that that a de- the devil, the demonic realm, cannot go inside of a believer, um, that light and darkness cannot coexist in the same place, that as a born-again believer, you are saved, sealed, and protected and that you and I, as believers, cannot be demon-possessed. However, we can be oppressed, and we can be messed with, and we can, and and we, and the enemy can mess with our minds. Um, you know that he can even uh, give the appearance of controlling our minds, like this. Chris, I bet you I can control your mind. Do you think I can control your mind? thoughts in my head, but as far as controlling my mind, that comes down to one person. I can make you think something, though. Yes, sir, you sure can. But it's all external, right? It's just really, you know, it's just playing around. It's not the kind of control that people associate to the demonic realm. Well, the devil can do the same thing. He can cast uh, doubts. He can create, he can use music. He can use people's sayings. He could use um, a, a memory that came from some attack that he did 20 years ago. You know, I think of how many, like Todd just, Todd just shared how he had some trauma as a child. Well, the enemy could use that memory if Todd entertained it, um, but he can't go inside of us. So, you know, a nightmare or a dream or a bad dream at night, generally, you know, dreams are connected to the last thing we thought about or what stressful thing we 
endured for the day. And that's why I like to go to bed with, you know, worship music playing or some Bible study in my mind that would greater put me in a position when I am in the subconscious sleep cycle that my mind would be op- be saturated with the love of God and that because I get bad dreams too and I have bad memories and you know it's it's it can be really really disheartening and difficult and even discouraging I wake up all discouraged but I just know that if I'm anxious for nothing and praying for everything the Lord's going to be faithful to give me a peace that passes all understanding that's it I appreciate that man yeah it's a good question I had that question I think earlier in the week too um, and um, I'm glad that you asked it because many people are wondering the same thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate it, man. And if you don't mind, uh, I want to pray for you. I know you pray for everybody else, but I don't ever hear anybody pray for you. So, uh, Father God, I come to you right now. You, Father, I just pray that you be with my brother on the phone. Yes. Father, the way he reaches out to people out in the world yes. really lightens up the world. And, Father, you put a fire inside of us that's going to burn bright. And yes. it's through prayer that we got to burn this fire much brighter. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you. You have a blessed weekend. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. This number works everywhere. You're listening on the Grace FM radio network. You're listening live. If you're listening on the Radio by Grace network, you're listening live around the country. If you're listening to us on Hope FM or Truth FM or Higher Rock Radio in Boise, you're listening to one-week delayed program. But all that means is when you call, you're going to talk to a live... You're going to talk to a live host. It's going to be broadcast live on many different stations, but on your station, you can call, you can listen next week at the same time and you'll be able to hear yourself. And so we've got a couple open lines and that's the whole point of the show to take phone calls. You can also text me. I see some folks have been texting me. Uh, I'll get to them if we have some open time later on. Um, 303-690-3000 is the number to dial to be on the air. 720-336-0897 is the number to text me. And I got a text follow-up real quick. We talked to a sister yesterday in Fort Lauderdale wrestling with her son about taking medications and such. She wants to let us know that he did go to the online consult. He showed up. The doctor did give some prescriptions for him, and he has agreed to take that step. And she just asked that you continue to pray for Andre And she's very excited and encouraged because today was a better day than all the other days before. So, Father, we rejoice with Andre going to this appointment and his mom. Just We all prayed, Lord. We prayed that he would go, and he did. And for that, we're grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, man, it can be so disheartening as we talked yesterday. It could be so disheartening. I I know a few other situations very similar with mental health challenges. It's just overwhelming beyond our ability. And may the Lord increase our faith. Uh, We are going to wait to take the next call because we're coming up on a hard break. uh, And I want to give some time for this question. So hang in there, Florencia. Uh, We'll get to your question after the break. It's a good one. And I want to spend a little bit of time on it. You're listening to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. We got a big worship and creative conference next week. It's not too late for you to get here. You can register online at calvaryco.church refresh. 
And this is a three-track conference for worship leaders, tech people, and creative people. We call it Refresh. That's our we do been doing refresh conferences for many years. This is our very first refresh creative and worship conference. Paul Balash will be here. Brenton Brown will be here. Eddie Hoagland will be here. Uh, Scott Cunningham will be here. Our own Ian Dizon will be here. Our Caitlin Taylor's taking care of things with Kurt in the creative side. Uh, Royce Rule. We got a. We we got. I mean, we went all out. This is going to be amazing, and it, it is going to be. A glorious seeds planted to help you grow in the technical worship side of your church. Amazing. You got to be here. You hear the music. We'll be right back. Stick around. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back everyone to the second half of today's program. You tuned in to a live broadcast. It's called Calvary Live. Coming to you from Aurora, Colorado, Grace FM, Ministry of Calvary Church, Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado. I get the privilege of pastoring Calvary Church have been since we planted it in 1999. Uh, took a group of people that were already meeting and started Sunday morning services on December 26th, 1999. We changed the name, changed the location, changed the direction of the church, and have been pastoring now for 20, uh, what would that make it, 23 years uh, on our 24th year. Here in an eastern, where you wonder where Aurora is, it is an eastern suburb. Uh, it's the farthest eastern large suburb of Denver, what we would call the Denver metro area, or even sometimes you might hear it referred to as the Front Range. And you guys listening on Grace FM uh, Network, which covers, listen, you guys, this is amazing, 88% of Colorado's population. That's the potential audience. And people are new people are listening literally every day. And then we're also carried on the Radio by Grace network. We have great friendships with Hope FM, Truth FM, Radio by Grace uh, network, Higher Rock Radio, and you guys listening online. We've got a couple open lines. To grab them while you can. One, oh, they're all full, actually. So let me get to the phone lines. We're going to go to Memphis, Tennessee on Radio by Grace. Florencia, welcome to the program. Hi. You're on the air. Oh, uh, I can ask my question? Yeah, please do. Okay, so I was like, I've been looking at things, and I've been talking to this lady, and we've been talking about, like, the seal of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And I was just, like, wondering, like, I don't, uh, I'm not in a very good position right now and i just like want to know how how would you just be sure that you have the seal of the holy spirit Mm. that's a good question when you say you're not in a good place right now what what can you share with us publicly oh um i recently um moved in with my fiance and we were we had a whole planned out how we're going to get married and everything and then things just i don't i don't know like everything just switched okay. up yeah that's oh, okay so that's good i appreciate you sharing that with me and I, I can say pretty confidently that the reason why you're troubled 
And the reason why you're questioning about being sealed by the Holy Spirit is because you've made a choice to willfully sin against God. And the consequence of that choice is what you're experiencing right now. You're starting to doubt. You're probably filled with fear. You're wanting clarification. You're wanting um, confirmation. Do you think that would be accurate? Yeah, it's accurate. But, like, even before then, like, I was I was uh, still, like, like I don't know, like, because I had, like, uh, I, my... I grew up Catholic, and then I left the Catholic Church, and it was like there's just been so much that has happened, and I had a good relationship with with God during high school. At least I thought I did, but um, then it, like everything just changed, and then I thought God was leading me back to this boy, and then I had a friend, and uh, I, I like it was just a really long story yeah. on everything that. Well, let's go ahead and let's just deal with your question and then to come back to what you're dealing with. Um, the fact that you're worried about this and concerned about it is actually a good sign that you have a real relationship with God. Um, the person that is born again, if you want to ask your question a little bit differently, how do I know that I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit? You have to back up with another question and say, am I truly born again? Am I saved? So that's important that I ask you that question. Are you saved? Have you repented of your sin and chosen to follow Jesus Christ and receive the forgiveness of his sins? Yes or no? Are you still with us? Uh, maybe. Okay. The answer is yes. But like, But then there's things okay. that I do like, Right. That I want to fast or that I want to pray, I want to do this. And it's like I ignore it, and then I'm like, I can't keep doing this. Correct. And then it's just like I just go to God, and then it's just like I, I was like, I don't, I've been dealing with this for a while now. Well, I think that you've made it a lot more complicated by moving in with this guy and having yes, sexual did. relations with him. You're never going to experience peace ever. Your heart's going to get harder. You're going to have your conscience seared with a hot iron. The longer you are, the longer you make and live in a choice to disobey God, things are only going to get worse for you, not better. And so really any kind of advice I give you or any kind of answer that I give you isn't the you, that those those questions come later. The real question is, why have you chosen to rebel against God and live with this guy. Well, this actually, so one, so my friend moved into my house, right? When I was living with my parents and she, and so when we were living together, she was telling me that when that night, she told me one night, oh my gosh, like God's telling me to go to, that I have to go to Bali and you have to go to India. And I was basically like, what? And so I prayed about it. I said, I think he's telling you, not me. And so I called him, and we were like, you know, can you take us to the airport? We drove. We had. To, we were going to the airport, and I was praying, and I, I, I don't know. If I thought I was praying in tongues or what it was, but okay. Hold, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me stop you for a second because let's not go on all those stories. It's not going to be helpful. Let's just fast forward. You're living with a guy, your boyfriend, having sexual relationship with them. When are you going to stop that? planning to get married but i just when are you don't gonna know stop like that? hopefully 
I'm not sure when, but we're you, still planning on it. You need to go. You, you need to move back in with your parents and not live like you're married with a man that's not your husband. Otherwise, it's going to get harder for you. That's the pastoral counsel that you need. And I know that there's a lot of complications in your life and in your thinking, and there's a lot of different layers. But I know that God will sort these layers out if you make the, the decision, the most obvious decision that's right before you. And it's super important you make that decision. You repent of your sin before God, and you stand for what is right, and you will be controlled by the Holy Spirit. You will live with the renewal and a life of obedience and surrender to him. Until then, and I'm not, this is not in any way designed to frustrate you, but all your other questions are not relevant. You've got to make the decision to go back home or, or anywhere if it's not home and to live in, in, in your local church, go through premarital counseling. And if this is God's will for your life to marry this man, then go for it. But God will not bless the situation that you're living in right now. Father, I pray for Florentia. I pray God that you would lead leave her lead her to a place of repentance in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, let's come back to Greeley, Colorado. Greeley, Dave, welcome to the program. Hey Dave, you're on the air. All right, Dave is gone. We're head over now. This is kind of, we go from Tennessee to Colorado. Now let's go to Mississippi, Gulfport. Nick, welcome to the program. Hey, um, could you discuss uh, what the Bible teaches uh, in regards to once saved, always saved? Um, yes. You know, versus you can sort of just lose your salvation. I know this has been debated and discussed for eons, but I just wanted to get your, your take on it. No, and I have a unique take that maybe you haven't heard before, uh, and I'll give you a different way to think of it. Um, I, I don't like that phrase at all. Um, I don't like once saved, always saved, because it it's kind of has some, some baggage to it. Uh, instead, I like to answer that question about the nature of salvation. It, let's talk about the nature of salvation. And the first question we need to ask is, is salvation eternal or temporary and what would you say eternal it's eternal i agree with you is salvation a gift or a result of your works it's a gift it's a gift yeah i mean i know it's simple simplistic but sometimes the answers are the simplest way so the third question i would ask is that if a person is born again, what do they receive from God when they're born again? Uh, Holy Spirit, uh, eternal life. Yes, um, the gift of eternal life, just consistent with the first two questions. Sure. We receive the gift of eternal life, and therefore eternal means eternal, that your salvation is that you are safe and secure because God has chosen you, elected you, you have responded to his invitation. You are born again, and you have eternal salvation. You are born again. There's nowhere in, there's nowhere in the Bible where anyone is born again and then unborn again. Nowhere. There's nowhere in the Bible where someone's born again twice. 
or three times. Um, there are some passages that warn about falling away, warn sure. about walking away, warn about, you know, make, make your calling and election sure. There's some real mm-hmm. strong exhortations and warnings, and there those are to be heeded. Mm-hmm. But a person living in uh, in 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 a born again life is saved. No one can snatch them out of their father's hands, and so therefore, I believe that salvation is eternal, and you can't lose something that you didn't find. Amen. Now, okay. Let, let's ask one more question. What about those that walk away, and what about those that are in rank rebellious sin? Um, mm-hmm. Well, I would answer it this way. I don't know. And I would even say this. Um, I would even say this for our phone call. I don't know if Nick is saved. Um, I don't know. I ask you if you are. You say you are. So I take you at your word. And when I I take you at your word, I believe you. I believe what you say. So therefore, I'm going to treat you like a believer. But I don't know. Only God knows. Like, so my authority and my approval doesn't matter. It's you between you and the Lord. But I can look for evidence in your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, like the evidence of your changed life will lead me to believe you more, not less. And if you were to walk away and just, I hate God, I'm an atheist now, then I would take you at your word and I would treat you like an atheist and evangelize you and love you. Um, and I think that that's how we have to approach this. Like we, we take too much credit sometimes for like, like thinking we know if someone's saved or not. We just look for evidence. We Jesus said you will know them by their fruit. You know, then there's rotten fruit. And so if you say you're saved, I'll treat you that way. If you say you're saved and you act like an unbeliever, I will exhort you that way. Um, not you in particular, but anyone. And sure. what about those people that walk away and are atheists right now? Well, John says that there are people that walk away, that, that they're all false believers. There are fake believers. There are false teachers um, that look like they're saved and they act like they're saved until they're found out. And sometimes people leave and then they're not of us because they never were of us. But I believe salvation is eternal. I don't believe you can lose it. I think it comes from God. He's your guard. He's your protector. Um, I, I think that the Bible says, you know, remember what Peter said in um in First Peter chapter one and verse five, that we're kept by the power of God. I'm so grateful. I'm kept by the power of God and not by my own good works. Otherwise, I'd be saved, unsaved, saved, unsaved, every a million times Amen. a day. Right. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for all your teaching. I appreciate you. Yeah. Super good question. And you know, th- one more thing, just for the sake of anyone listening, and that is, um, hey, that that's no, um, no reason to live sinfully no permission to live sinfully like well salvation's eternal then i can just do whatever i want but a true believer does whatever they want because they're abiding in christ and what they want is what christ wants mm-hmm. amen amen perfect thank you all right god bless you brother yes sir god bless bye-bye 303-690-3000 is the number 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand. Taking your calls and your questions. Let's see where are we. We're heading now to Arizona. I just got back from Arizona. Patty in Yuma, Arizona. Welcome to the program. Hi, and we are just like starting summer already. 
you got it, out in time. It was seventies. <laughs> it was amazing. I I was so happy. The weather was amazing. It's crazy. It's just absolutely well. Anyway, um, well, I'm glad you came to Arizona. I wish uh, I wish we could see you in Arizona. That would be awesome. How far um, is Tucson from Yuma? A question. Uh, Yuma from where to where? Tucson. Tucson? Oh, it's about two and a half, three hours maybe. Uh, well, that's how far I was then. Uh, Robert Furrow that is there. I listen to him a lot. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine, and that's where I was. He had a conference uh, that huh? he uh, he has every year that they hold at the church there. So I was there for three days with a lot of the team here at the church. So very oh, good. Man. What's going on? Well, I've got a couple of things, actually. Um, my daughter-in-law is 34. Oldest child has just turned 10, and she has the littles that are um, 5 and 6. Okay. Mama has cancer. Um, mm. She's been fighting it for two years, going through treatments and uh, trials and whatnot. And um, she had a reprieve because of surgery, and now she's uh, got cancer growing like masses everywhere. Oh, no. So um, she had to take a break from her trials and stuff because they found some spots in her brain. So they needed to take her off of the treatment to do radiation, and now they're back to, I don't know, trying to figure out a concoction and stuff. And I've prayed to Jesus, and I know I shouldn't do this, but I would go in a heartbeat in her place, and I pray that he would, you know, I have exhausted my purpose, I feel. But I know God has a plan, so I'm still here. But I'm still counting on that blessing, that miracle, because He's the God of gods. He does; He can do everything. Yes. And I just think I'm blindsiding myself, maybe. But I stay. I, I prefer to stand in faith. That's right. It's like, it's very disorienting. Uh, cancer diagnosis. It's it's very disorienting. It's very fearful. You're not a bad Christian because you're responding that way. I mean, it's it's scary. But you're also responding in the way where, you know, Lord, you know I'm scared and you know I'm concerned. And you even know that I have a, I have a little bit of faithlessness. But I turn to you and I trust you and, and I'm asking for healing and I'm asking God that you do a work that only you can do. And, and so this is the normal, you know, this is a real normal response. And, and I'm very sorry. And we, knew, we do need to pray that the Lord would do a great work. Um, we we do need to ask for his power and his strength and even strength through if his healing is supernatural great um if his healing is through medical science great if it's a part of both of them great but our sister and and her family including you needs great strength and that's what we want to pray for so father i pray amen everything involved i pray that you would give a supernatural encouragement and that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on Patty as she loves and cares and um, and desires to just see you intervene, God, and be with her heart, Lord, as she even looks at her heart and just like, I need more faith. And even your disciples ask to have their faith increased. And we do pray that you would help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And then um, I have just one question. It seems kind of weird, but for okay. some reason I'm having a brain pickle. Okay. Um, when the okay, the angels were cast down from heaven prior to Adam and Eve, or after? 
the angels were kicked out of heaven prior. Well, uh, are you talking about prior to the creation of prior of, to Adam and Eve? Yeah, I want to say I'm thinking it out loud. I don't have an answer popping into my mind, but I want to say that it happened prior. But I'm also thinking about the days of creation. So let me just think out loud here how I would answer this. So let's go to the days of creation. And in the days of creation, we have the earth, the waters, uh, the firmament. He created light. Uh, the earth was out foreign. We created light. I want to say that the angels existed prior to creation. So therefore, I think they were probably kicked out before creation and is that how satan um became the um uh in the garden of eden uh the snake or serpent yeah i mean he took the form he took he inhabited a snake he didn't become a snake he inhabited a snake uh, a serpent um that because he was expelled from heaven for sure okay and there was no other earth Prior to this, and then an explosion or, or, or a redo of it, or something. So there was no other Earth, time, right? Right. There was no other Earth. Um, okay. We know. Okay. So here, um, I found it. Job chapter thirty-eight. We know that angels were created before the Earth. Job thirty-eight four. Okay. Okay. All right. So sometimes so you just that's... talk it out loud, and you can put the pieces together, and you're like, ah, oh, because that was a good question. I haven't thought about that in a while. Uh, but Job 38, <laughs> 4 through 7. It's like I had, oh, I can't think. I know, hmm. I know how it is. I I don't want to speak for you, but for me, it's age. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. And I'm sticking to it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. God bless you, Patty. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you. 303-690-3000. Coming up on the end of the program, but we have open lines. Give me a call or you can text me. 303-690-3000. Uh, we... Uh, let's see here. What's next here? Uh, let's see. Pray for my boyfriend's grandfather. Braun is his name. Recently diagnosed with stage four cancer and dementia. Pray for the comfort of the family and close to Jesus. Father, we do pray for Braun and this family. Uh, dementia and cancer together is very hard. We know that um, we need your help in easy times and hard times. So fill this family with wisdom and strength. It reminds me of Marilyn, what I pray for Marilyn and this never-ending battle with cancer. Uh, it has just been constantly and continuing thing after another. It kept her from fellowship for many, many months now. We pray for her as well. Um, I think of many that have battled cancer, and I just pray that you would give the supernatural strength that's necessary in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to pray for the Hammond Tree family. Um, Ross went home to be with the Lord a few m a month or so ago, and I want to pray. Uh, they're a very special family, um, and I do pray God for the Hammond Trees. Um, I pray God that you would be a comfort to them. Um, I know that uh, we loved Ross so much, um, and I know that um, this was a great great loss, um, a great discouraging loss. 
and and so I pray God that you would be with Ross. I want you don't need to be with Ross; he's in your presence. But with Diane, uh, his widow, and his kids, uh, his grandchildren, um, he's in glory, completely say I mean, completely rescued from his body of death. And I pray that you would shower mercy and compassion upon their family. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. We've got a few minutes. Uh, we have services this weekend here. Um, our services here in Colorado, here at through our app or our website. I, I encourage you to download our app. We are a resourcing church here, uh, which includes Grace FM. Download our app. You can take Grace FM with you anywhere. All access to everything we do here at the church, all our information, all of our Bible studies, all of our events, uh, everything. Just put my name in your app store, Ed Taylor. Ed, T-A-Y-L-O-R, and it'll connect you to my website. It'll connect you to our church. It'll connect you to my podcast. Uh, we just launched and finished uh, episode number two of the Lead to Serve podcast. It's a servant leadership. So if you serve in your church or you want to serve or you want to be better employee or a better mom or dad, um, this podcast is for you. And the feedback of and season four has been very positive and very encouraging uh, so thank you guys for your feedback uh, that you've offered and emailed and text and left reviews and such. It's called Lead to Serve. You can find that on my on my on our app and also our services. We we meet on Saturday nights at six p.m. Mountain Time, and then Sunday mornings at eight forty-five and ten forty-five. Praying about adding another service here on Sundays in the near future as we. <clears throat> are seeing uh, tremendous growth in our church uh, in unbelievable ways. Like there's no reason for it, only the grace of God that he would trust us uh, with so many people to love and serve. And that's really what church growth is. It's not because you have some program. It's not because you read some book. It's not because you're the best teacher in town or you have the hippest worship in town. Uh, true church growth comes because God entrusts a local congregation with more people to love and to shepherd. Uh, that's it. That's that's all that matters. And so we count it a privilege to serve so many uh, in these last days. And we will be here this weekend, and we do want you to connect with us. And then my final word is please give financially. Uh, give monetary support to the station you're listening to right now. If you're listening to Grace FM, up and down the front range, go to gracefm.com and give. Make it a regular giving. Sign up to be a Grace Partner, and we'll partner with you throughout the year. And like this is this the station you're listening to is church owned. It's not a corporation. It's church owned, and we need the resources. Even today, the internet was being intermittent, and we're gonna have to, you know, we're changing services and paying for this and all these bills that come with radio. Um, support Christian Radio. If you're listening by Radio by Grace, support Radio by Grace. If you're listening to Hope FM, support Hope FM. If you're listening to Truth FM, support Truth FM. If you're listening to Radio by, um, uh, oh my goodness, I forgot the one in Boise, Higher Rock Radio, support Higher Rock Radio, um, but support local Christian radio. We we partner with you. And we, I, you know, we like to say we couldn't do it without you, but we actually could do it without you because God will provide some other way. But we don't want to do it without you, I think is the better way to say it, um, because we want to partner with you. You know the station's blessed you. Um, you know you've been encouraged. And because it's free, 
we may forget that it's not free to provide. So support Christian Radio. It's worth it. It's the one of the best investments you can make eternally because it's multiplied blessings. Uh, we get emails every single day and calls on the program every single day of how God has used this radio station to change lives. So I would encourage you, support the station you're listening to right now. And when we share a testimony, you can share it. And you can say, man, I got to be a part of that. Uh, I didn't just listen to it. I got to be a part of it because I gave and that paid the electric bill. Or we just had to change a big thing on our station, some tube of some sort uh, that's super expensive to change. And we waited and waited, and but we had to do it. And and that's the way it is. And everything is going up. I know you're hitting, you're, you're challenged. But if you, after you tie to your local church, support Christian Radio as an offering, uh, as one of your missions. And the Lord will bless it. Trust me. I, I, I have grown up on Christian Radio since the day I was saved because I had these long commutes. And I'm so grateful for Bible t- teaching like the station you're listening to right now. Worship in the Word. Worship in the Word. Hey, see you this weekend. We're almost out of time. I see the... The note here, we're almost counting down to seconds now. Thank you for the privilege of being a very small part of the huge work that God is doing in your life. He's faithful and reliable, and he loves you immensely. And so do we. We love you. We pray for you. We appreciate you. God bless you. Have a great night and a great week, and we'll see you at church. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.